welcome to the Proper Mental Podcast. Normalising open and honest conversations about mental health by having open and honest conversations about mental health. Welcome to the Proper Mental Podcast episode 35. And my guest this week is Rob Osman, who is the founder of Dudes and Dogs. Dudes and Dogs is a well-being community for men to head out into nature with their dogs and talk about anything that they need to talk about. Um, If you go on the website and there's like a mission statement, which is brilliant, it's so empowering, and I'm going to read a little section of it now, but it says that their mission is to help men associate more openly with their emotions and their ability to express them by redefining what masculinity means to individuals, regardless of social pressure or expectation. Now, if that is not a mission statement that inspires you, I don't know what is. I just think it's brilliant, and everything that they do is brilliant. Um, I really love these stories about how these different groups and communities and um, places, these networks come together in the mental health sector because I just think it's so important that we have something for everyone and when people are going through something, when they're struggling, you know, if you just jump onto Google and type in, you know, mental health help or something like that, traditionally it's the same five or six organisations that come up. Now those organisations do amazing work and they help millions of people but there will be people out there who don't feel it's for them. And I think the more of these different type of groups we have around, and Rob and I talk about this in our conversation, but it just means that more people can get some sort of help. And whereas someone might not feel like they can contact the Samaritans or Calm or Mind or whatever, they might feel like they can take their dog for a walk in nature with a group of men that all understand what they're going through and sometimes they can talk and sometimes they can listen and most importantly they can connect and feel like they're, they're not alone and it's just a wonderful thing and it all comes from Rob's own experiences, his own mental health stuff. We talk about that in the podcast, we talk about where the idea came from, we talk about how it came together and where it's going, we also talk about emotions and music and masculinity and all this other stuff, it's a great chat. I actually heard Rob talking on BBC Six Music on the Lauren Laverne show and he came over so well it was such an interesting conversation and he picked such good tunes for his playlist that I actually sent him a message while he was still live on air um, and yeah and he got back to me and we we sorted this chat out and it was brilliant and when I spoke to Rob he'd actually just come off a walk and he was in his van still in his wellies uh, covered in mud and that really had something to the conversation we did struggle a little bit with the connection Um, We actually both had to take our our cameras off and that seemed to save the internet. So once we figured that, that was really good. And it was very unusual just chatting to a screen so I couldn't even see the person I was talking to. It's the first time I've done that. But it just goes to show how big Rob's personality is because it, it didn't feel awkward or weird at all. We had a really good chat and he's a lovely, lovely bloke. I have had to chop up some of the little problems here and there out of the the chat, but it still comes over really, really well. And all the sort of the meat and potatoes of the content is there. Um, If you'd like to know more about Rob and Dudes With Dogs, you can go to their website, which is dudesanddogs.co.uk. 
Um, Instagram is dudes underscore and dogs, and they're on Facebook, dudes and dogs as well. I've put links to all of those in the episode notes. You can catch up with me on social media at Proper Mental Podcast or via my website, www.propermentalpodcast.co.uk. As always, if you could take two minutes to leave a review for this episode or any other episode that you listen to, that would be great. I think that's everything you need to know. So we better crack on with it before I start finding things to talk about again. Proper Mental Podcast, episode 35 with Rob Osman from Dudes and Dogs. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. So welcome to another episode of the Proper Mental Podcast. And my guest today is Rob Osman. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, really good. Thank you for asking, Rob. Thank you. And we're um, coming live and direct from your van at the moment. Is that right, mate? (laughs) We are indeed. I'm sat in rainy Bristol, having just done a dog walk. Oh, mate. There you go. Caught you, uh, yeah, straight off the, um, you know, straight straight out of nature, is it, mate? Straight from doing what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, oh, brilliant. So let's start there, mate. So you're the founder of um, Dudes and Dogs. So can we start with the the what? And you tell us exactly what, what is Dudes and Dogs? Yeah, so Dudes and Dogs is a men's mental health organisation that was set up in October 2019. And our focus is on getting guys into the fresh air for a walk and talk. Uh, we do that by using nature and dogs just to change the change the dialect and dialogue, I guess. Um, not the dialect, that would be complicated. I'm not very fluent in any other language. <laughs> but um, just to change the dialogue and, um, and also just give guys a different way to express themselves, but more importantly, instant access to support to help them realise that the way they're feeling, the anxieties, the struggles they may have, they aren't alone with feeling that way. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really, really, that um, not feeling alone, that's so important, isn't it? Because, you know, mental health stuff's pretty uh, pretty isolated. Um, Big time. Yeah, but one thing that I really, really liked about what what you're doing, mate, is that um, I kind of feel like as, as men that we everyone talks about how men can't talk and how men can't talk about their feelings. And I kind of think that's not quite true. I think men can talk about their feelings if we can facilitate the right environment for those conversations. And I think where we know, we all know that classic age group of statistics that, you know, more men are more likely to die by suicide and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, that's, it's something to be aware of. I very nearly was one of those statistics. I dropped right in the middle of that of that bracket. But for mm. me, it wasn't that I didn't want to talk. Is that I didn't know how, and I'd know where to go and talk to. You know, and I think having we by creating more of these spaces for men to go and express themselves. I think. I mean, you must see people um, opening up all the time, right? Mate, I'm nicking that front that first line. It's um, you're on. You're just on the money with what you said. It's it's not that we can't. It's that sometimes we just don't know how. We don't have the space to do it. Um, if I look at myself as an example, um, I, because I'm a fairly big guy, I'm fairly sporty. I felt I had to be a certain way. As I said a lot recently, I'm, I'm, I'm far more, if you're going to stereotype my emotions and things, I'm far more feminine than I am masculine. Um, and I love talking about my feelings. I feel, I feel better for sharing as most people generally do, but I felt like that was weak. I felt like that wasn't manly. And it wasn't that someone was standing over me. Like I had a major... It wasn't what my dad was like, um, you know, some a docker or anything like that, you know, some big tough guy. He was pretty sensitive as well. But I put upon myself, I guess, that that isn't what men do. And it wasn't until I got into my 30s, I sort of suddenly started 
doing exactly that. And I, the problem was it was coming out in the wrong ways when I wasn't talking about it. I was, I'm super emotional. I cry at stupid films. I, I can cry at uh, Armageddon. That made me cry ridiculously. You know, I can, but because I wasn't talking all the time, I was crying at inappropriate things as well. And as soon as you start talking and sharing and opening up and saying, do you know what? I am scared of this. I, I do feel this way. It changes the dynamic and we've seen it on the walks too. We've had guys that have shown up and they just don't, you know, I always say there's not an obligation to talk the first time you come on a walk. We'd love you to, but it might be the first couple of walks. You just listen because you've never heard it before. And it might be a bit alien and a bit scary and a bit about what you've been, what you've thought out of a soft all your life, you know, and, and it's allowing them that space to see it and involve themselves as well. And yeah, we, we get a real mix of life on walks. There was one dude who came along, he, um, he come from um, an Afro-Caribbean background and we like the Afro-Caribbean community in Bristol's big and, and, and a lot of, you know, they'll say for themselves, it's quite a traditional um, sort of patriarchal society in a lot of ways in terms of how men behave. And, and, and he was angry and he was frustrated and that was all he could express his emotions. He didn't know how to express it in any other way other than anger. And it's given them that outlet to, to do something else yeah definitely and it's so like by bringing the 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 walking with the dogs and stuff like that it just gives people another Mm -hmm. option because like traditionally i mean all sorts of peer-to-peer support is fantastic it's all great absolutely we're all different we all need different things so some blokes would be like i really really want to talk but there's no way i'm sitting in a circle like i just couldn't do it so the fact that we're now people are thinking of like these different things and trying to provide almost something for everyone, then it does make it so much more accessible, doesn't it? Because you can find the place where you feel comfortable to share because traditionally as a bloke, you go to a pub and have a pint and watch the football and it's just not yeah. appropriate to talk about like how you're feeling or the state your head's in or anything like that. When you sat in a boozer and everyone's talking about the transfer market. That's, and all it, sort of that's stuff, it. Right? And normally after, as you say, after a few beers, you probably do. But it's, 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 it's being able to do it without getting to that stage. And for some guys, like I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate since I've been much more open about who I am and what I'm like. I, I, I love engaging with people. I love looking someone in the eye and having a heartfelt conversation and them sh- trusting me enough to share stuff with me. I mean, it's like it's the most positive thing you can do in the world for me. Um, but I'm, I'm quite an introvert as well. And it takes a lot of energy out of me when I look, like sharing stuff. And And for some guys to sit down and do that, it just... It isn't natural. It doesn't feel right. But put them side by side in nature, give them in a different environment, allow them what we call like a pressure release, like with the dogs, where you can the dogs can do something so stupid to distract you and they can laugh briefly and come out at the moment, but then jump straight back in. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. I love that. It's kind of like, yeah, almost taking the edge off different aspects of the conversation. And um, I was thinking as well about like the eye contact factor as well, you know, and just being able to like stare straight ahead or watch your dog while you're having a conversation and stuff like that. It can be so um, less intense to get those things out, but you still get the same feeling as for just expressing yourself and i really liked what you said then well uh, as well mate about you um like understanding yourself because i think like being a and being a man is really really complicated it's being a human's complicated right let's just put that out there of regardless of gender it's complicated but sometimes like i can only talk about being a bloke because that's my only experience absolutely um but yeah, it's complicated. There's a lot going on. And I think it's very easy in modern society to like lose sight of who we are. And our our circles get smaller and smaller. And we spend the same time with the same people that are reinforcing all the things that we think yep. about ourselves that maybe aren't true. And to have that, those different people very to true. chat to, and just as you're walking and talking, expressing yourself, you can kind of like 
almost figure out a little bit more about who you are and what makes you tick. And once we start doing that stuff, then it's much easier to get to the root of why we're feeling like crap in the first place, right? Yeah, you said it. I mean, we, we spoke briefly about this like before when we were chatting, but having that ability to know, like have someone reflect back to you what they think of you it's like i've said i said this to someone recently when we were, we were on a walk and he's, he's like he's been for a lot of stuff in his life and he's he's you know by his own words um you know he's, he's he's wronged a lot of people in a lot of ways and he carries a lot of guilt and and the beauty of going out on these walks is like this is the first time i'm meeting you dude i'm not i'm not judging you by your, your past i'm judging you by your now and what you're trying to do yeah yeah definitely and we're allowed to have a past you know we're allowed to make these mistakes and you know for sure that sort of stuff you know and um, it's important yeah you know we do carry that stuff i think you know carry stuff around with us and different ideas of what we're supposed to be and who we were and society likes to put us in boxes isn't it and just because you have made some yeah. mistakes in the past doesn't mean you can't you can't change and move forward and stuff like that when i when i first started opening up and being a bit more honest about what i was like in terms of how I, my feelings and my anxieties and particularly my social anxieties so a lot of people it didn't make sense because of how they knew me as a teenager and a young man. Cause I, I was, I, I was a bit full of it. You know, that was the act I put on. If I wanted to push people away, I'd become super arrogant. You know, if, if, um, like my, I remember having the chat with my sister and she like, it was like, she couldn't like relate who I was sort of, or, or who, who she'd seen me out. Cause we used to go out loads and stuff. And the fact is I, I used to stuff like, so whenever I went to a pub or a nightclub, I've said about this before, I might, I'd, I'd throw up. The first thing I'd do is, is go to the bathrooms and throw up with, with panic and anxiety. Um, and that was like how mine manifested. And then and then I'd drink heavily, get over the nerves and the anxiety, and, and I would become that sort of person. And then it's, it's like, even she, who was so close to me, who spent so much time to me, even she was a bit like, I don't know this version of you. And now it's like we're, we're even tighter than we were. And, and she's, she posted most beautiful message about like all the work I've been doing because we, we were on the BBC over the weekend on um on a um on a uh, primetime game show and um and she put this beautiful post out about it about how proud she was about everything I've done in the last two years and and it's nice to hear because it's it's been pretty tough as well it's you know it's been a, with COVID and lockdown it's been a really tough journey and and uh, yeah and she, to know she's proud of me and my mum's proud of me is, is what what counts yeah definitely it's something really really nice really really nice about that mate yeah that's that's lovely and you know it all comes about from you like connecting to your authentic self you know and you know just being open and like finding which out i was you terrified are. of and that, that's that's it as well that's i was i was terrified of of being and my, my normal me my my, ver, my who i actually am because let's say for 35 years i'd i'd i tried to hide it because i thought it, it no one wanted to see it as yeah. it goes it's, it's, it's everyone's reacted far more positively <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I identify with that hugely and i think if you yeah. pretend to be someone else for long enough you forget what you're hiding you know like you like that that's it's really true, that's man. what happened to me i just lost my my anchor my center whatever you want to call it i was just a yeah. drift then because i'd put on so many different faces and you know i'm yeah. still I'm still deep in therapy trying to work out which which face was the authentic <laughs> mind. But I think that's really common. And a lot of that is societal as well, isn't it? And a lot of that is environmental and all these sort of factors that that play a part. Um yeah, yeah it's um it's complicated, eh? It's complicated. So where did um 
where did the idea for dudes and dogs come from? Where did you get to that point where you thought, Do you know what, I'm going to, because that's really common, right? People who go through stuff want to, once they get to a place where they can hold space for others, they really want to help, yeah. right? There's, that's like quite a natural, natural feeling. At a professional level, I, I wanted, I knew I wanted to work with, with people and helping people. And, and I had this idea of helping um, military guys and sports people like make that change for whether it's there uh, through injury or retirement whatever it might be back to normal life so I was going to do an OU course um doing uh, sort of counseling and, and therapy um and psychology and, and sort of go from there really and I, I started speaking to a few other groups and I just couldn't find really anything that was and then it was just I, I realized like what my daily therapy was and, and that was my dog walk you know I, I hate hated walking people would go let's oh let, we'll be down on holiday and they go let's go for a nice walk and so on is there a pub at the end of the walk otherwise <laughs> it's not a nice walk and is it is it short enough that i'm not going to get bored rotten and and i've got this dog and, and i say this on my on the website you know it's it doesn't matter how crappy i'm feeling it doesn't matter what the weather's like i have to take her out and she forces my hand and makes me get out and it, i've had days mate and i hold my hands up when i've got into the woods and i've bawled my eyes out and i felt pretty dark and and had some pretty dark thoughts but i've still got out and i felt better afterwards and and so i realized at a personal level what i was doing and then i realized actually i was having the best conversations with my mates when we were on a dog walk when we were going out rather than you know we were having great chats when we were getting together and get, getting on the beers and everything else and but they they were sort of not superficial but they were sort of one layered I guess you know it was just it was yeah. it was lad chat whereas on a dog walk it got deeper and it got more important it got more meaningful for, for both of us you know uh, and so I just I just decided uh, it was it was around my birthday in um in 2019 I, I just thought Do you know what I'm I'm just I came originally, I'll tell you what, it was a terrible like idea the first time around. It was, it was, I'd call it dad, like instead of dudes and dogs, I went the uh like <laughs> three letter um uh what's the word? Uh that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what yeah, acronym, anyway. is it? acronym, there you go, three letter acronym, yeah. Um and uh and I just decided to do a video on my Facebook. I just I just put it out there and said, uh look, I'm gonna start doing this. So uh, I'm I'm going to be more honest about who I am, what I am, and I'm going to do it publicly. And I was inspired by it. Was actually, do you know what? I haven't said this anywhere, I think, but there was an old friend of mine from back in the day called Kate Boot, and she would put out on Facebook everything she was doing, like, and she was doing some awesome stuff. She, if she wanted, she like went and got a motorbike license and and cruised around she decided she wanted to do skydiving so she became a skydiving instructor she liked snowboarding in competition she was working ferries and yachts and doing chefing all this and I remember just sitting back and being like you are living it and you're putting it out there and it, uh, thinking how brave that was so I just I just thought I'd I'd give it a go and, and, and see what effects like being honest and open about who I am and stuff would do so I started like doing daily videos on my Facebook um, then we started the walks about a month after that, and and the first few months we, we had like twenty five guys coming on a walk every week, wow. and there would we had dudes from security working the doors all night, and we traditionally just go and get on it. They were you know al alcoholics who would just start at six in the morning. They were coming to the walk instead. We had guys who had never had support, never had therapy. We just had this community. We had guys who were alone, and for the first time, they weren't, you know. And and 
and it was just the most special thing. It's like I remember driving up, and it's, it's like I'm getting quite emotional now, just like thinking about the memories of it because. I'd drive up and I, I'm a big one for music to motivate me. And Frank Turner is like my favourite musician. My son's called Frank. It's not completely named after him, but I won't tell you how much of it is named after him because it's a fair chunk. But um, And I'd listen to that to get me going. And then I'd, I'd come in the vans and I'd, I'd cry so much sometimes, but like real positive, reaffirming life. Yeah, life. It, 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 I was doing something good. I was helping and I was making a difference. It was helping me. It's like, it's the golden ticket, you know? And 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 that was where it all began. And, and then obviously, well, COVID hit. We, so we sort of started rolling walks out. We got some guys trained to lead walks. Um, and then, yeah, it, it, and then all of us got smashed by, by a big global pandemic. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the start of it, I guess. Oh, mate, that's awesome. But I've got something interesting to tell you, actually, Rob, because when this yeah. comes out, you will be, I think, episode about like 36, 37. And right. episode um, 35 is actually Frank Turner. And no. um, <laughs> yeah, dude. And <laughs> one thing me and Frank talk about, and it's something that he brings up in the conversation, is that um, what can be a really useful beneficial thing to do if you're struggling with your mental health is to do stuff for other people and he talks about either volunteering for a charity or looking after a dog or all these sorts of things and we chat a little bit about that which ties in exactly with what you just said about um how you know you accessing yourself and doing stuff for others um created that that happiness within you and, and helped your healing journey you know so how much that mate i love uh, i love little coincidences in life like that sometimes when they come together I've, so i've got a tattoo of me and my dad i lost my dad in my 20s and um and it's got some of his lyrics around this it's like a real old school picture of me and him and it's got some of his lyrics around it and it's like he is yeah his lyrics have helped me there's him and a dude called beans on toast he quite often supports him and their words and lyrics have just helped me at the darkest times and that's and that's what i love about music it's like they've got no idea how much of a difference they've made to my life <laughs> but they really have yeah oh that's awesome man and i wanted to chat to you about music as well because i first heard about you when you were on lauren lauren laverne show on six music and, yeah that was um, pretty cool i think you were still like at, on air talking to her as i thought like oh i'm gonna send him a message on instagram because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm an opportunist <laughs> if nothing else um but one thing you mentioned mentioned there is how you supported your community through lockdown by the spotify playlists right yeah yeah so we we did loads of things on online it was like it was a make or break moment lockdown because obviously we couldn't go out and walk um and what do we do do we just park it until we're allowed to again or do we just yeah try and do something try and do it differently um so we yeah we create this online community which um has grown into something really quite special and and we had all sorts we had yoga we had morning fitness sessions i was doing them and i'm uh, as well you've seen me i'm, I'm not exactly mr fitness and uh, <laughs> i was doing it on the side of a canal where i was living at the time um off this boat and um and yeah part of it was music and i would use music hugely to get myself going each day because you had to be there for people and support the community. And some days, honestly, I didn't want it. I, you know, yeah. I, I really didn't want to. And it would be music I'd use to affect that. So we created some playlists then. And then, yeah, I reached out to Lauren Laverne and said, look, we're coming. I just wondered if you'd be sort of uh, interested in doing the, um, the social recall. And, and they got straight back to me and we're really up for it. So we put together another little playlist for that, which is all on Spotify, all of them are on Spotify. And they were all just made up of, yeah, tunes from different dudes. Uh, just that they, they, they use for motivation and to get them going. 
Yeah, man, that's so awesome because I think so much about um, like like mental health, mental health, and on those bad days is about like changing your state somehow, and that exactly. can seem really, really out of reach some days you know i mean some days it, it it the idea of it is just too much but sometimes you can just you can flip that that script a little bit by yeah. grabbing your dog lead and forcing yourself out in the rain or putting your earphones on and turning frank turner up to 11 you know there's like there you go. these things are are important aren't they to just kind of like even if it just even if it just gives you a respite from your own head for half an hour sometimes yeah. that's enough to get through another day that's kind of how i I'm that. always interested. Is it? Are you more musical lyrics, or are you a bit of both? Oh, now there's a there's a question for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose for for energy, for like G and me up, it would be it would be music. It would be like music, the, you know yeah. the beat and the guitars and the rhythm yeah. and that sort of stuff. That's what's going to get me get me out of bed. And if I was going the yeah. the other way, if I was a bit more contemplative and I needed that, you know, sometimes music needs to be a bit of a almost a comfort blanket. You need to wrap yourself up in it and just kind yeah, of absolutely. almost kind of wallow a little bit. Sometimes that's when I think I'd go for the go for the lyrics. I think yeah, that's a great yeah. It's funny, I, I think I'm definitely more lyrics, but like, um, there's one song, it's a rudimental song, right? Like, it's got a really good beat that I use a lot. But, um, when we were this weekend, we were at Valley Fest, um, supporting a, this fest music festival in Bristol. Um, and Beans on Toast was playing, and it's, it's the first time, like, last time I saw him was a few years back, supporting Frank Turner, funnily enough. And, um, and he started playing, and like, his first words just hit me so strong. It was like partly because it was it was the first bit of live music, I guess. I sort of stopped and watched. Yeah. Partly because it was like the first time I'd seen the dude in ages, and you build up a bizarre connection with musicians you've never met, don't you? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. And and I and it it took everything I had not to start crying there and then. And I think he was a bit the same being back on stage. It was like even he said he he's having he never normally does, but he's having to bottle his emotions in a little bit because it was all, such an overwhelming feeling to to feel music and hear lyrics again. Yeah. It's almost I suppose like getting back to the first time you went to a gig, isn't it? And you know and you'd like that yeah the the nervousness beforehand before it becomes just something you do on a Friday or whatever. But yeah that um that feeling of turning up and there's something about that that connection of being all these different people together and like singing your head off that release yeah. is really hard to, to come by. And, you know, in, yeah. I, I, I say this a lot on the podcast, but I think as modern humans, we're really, really repressed and we never really get to a point where we can just kind of like, just, pour it all out and for some people it's going to the gig for some people it's uh singing songs at the football yeah. you know but there's there's something about that 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 release that really uh is really good for us i think really good for mate us. that's a really good point it's like because i i still i i'm not i'm the world's worst dancer and i know several people will try and argue with me for that title but <laughs> it's like i can guarantee you if there's a beat i will hit the offbeat in between <laughs> and and it's like and and it was funny because the beans on toast gig it was like i was right up the front and it, it wasn't that busy and i still didn't feel like i could completely release because what i wanted to do was properly just lose myself in the moment but because i'm so conscious of how bad i am at dancing i couldn't fully you know as, yeah. as amazing as it was yeah no that's um that's very true yeah and I think there's a lot of it, it really takes a certain connection to yourself to be able to just yeah just throw throw those shapes but I think that's why we um as a society we use alcohol as such a crutch right because it allows us to access that 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 thing but um yeah, yeah. it would be a beautiful world if we didn't feel the need to um 
to do that if we could just well, yeah, just be, be that free yeah yeah so it sounds like mate like after that that first initial walk it, it sounds like it snowballed quite quite quickly into you know yeah. other other areas other venues that sort of stuff yeah it really did we had a couple of months that were just out of the, just out of this world busy we um the bbc did a feature on us at sort of in december as well when we was just sort of still doing the one walk which I was hosting it, but because we were getting sort of so many guys, I'd have a couple of other guys and we'd break off in groups of five or six. Um, and yeah, the BBC did this video over Christmas and the whole world blew up, you know, it went absolutely wild. It was a beautiful VT they made all about it. It was, and they had an amazing positive response. Even they were sort of taken aback by the response to it. And all of a sudden at that point we were being, approached by lad bible we did i was i was i was um i was on nbc in america and it was i was like i punctuated the announcement of the um uh, uh, it was something to do with donald trump i think it was the first impeachment and it was like they i, I was the story in between so, uh, so there was that there was we were on lorraine kelly it was all this crazy stuff going and all of it was just growing the walk and growing the community and meaning we're getting out and training guys and we got up to about eight walk sites going um around the uk um and we were looking at getting over to the states and australia because we had loads of support over there uh and it really did snowball and then as i say the, the pandemic hit and we, we managed to keep the community going being, it's been a tough slog yeah definitely yeah it's kind of starting from way back before the start line really just uh, yeah. to get it all going again and how do you as like for you yourself Rob how do you deal with that mate because you've gone from like setting up a, a a casual like walking group to try and like you know share space and help some people yeah. out to like being on telly and being on the radio and you know do you have to keep an eye on your own mental health you know because that's suddenly you, yeah. you're taking on a lot right and like these sorts of factors of being super busy even though it's good busy it's still busy yeah. right and we still have to keep an eye on ourselves to some extent so do you yeah. have to look out for you a little bit in the middle of all this mate yeah and it's fair to say i haven't done that well enough at times um it's like doing all the tv and radio stuff massively plays into all my social anxieties and like tensions that i do feel um but at the same time i really enjoy them so i've got in a conflict as well it's like i love doing it i love talking about it people tell me i'm i'm, I'm good at it yet it plays into all my social anxiety triggers as well which is a bit conflicting in my own mind so i kind of have that in battle going on it's like which part of you is the real you again going back to that stuff um and uh being completely honest with you in fact up to about four weeks ago i was in a pretty pretty dark place myself my, my personal life isn't that wasn't that stable either and I didn't have any of the sort of foundations that you kind of need in life and getting angry at people for no reason I was um I wasn't talking uh I wasn't it's like so my mum's I say my mum first of all is the most awesome woman going but she's also um a counsellor and and she, she used to she sort of shared this thing with me which I, I think most people have seen but it's like taking on the darkness it's like every time you talk to someone about their problems and help leave them a bit of that darkness you yeah. take it on yourself yeah, and you need you then need to be able to talk to someone else and and do that and I wasn't I wasn't talking to anyone um and my thoughts got pretty dark um and I got yeah in a, in a pretty negative mindset if I'm, and I wasn't I wasn't functioning as a human um and I wasn't giving dudes what I deserved and, and again cards on the table I, I I've fallen out of love with dudes and dogs entirely 
because this this thing which I wanted to help people and help myself, I, I, I wasn't using. I couldn't use. I thought, you know, I, 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 I and and it wasn't working. I was pissed off at people. For, sorry, mate. I keep swearing. No, you're allowed. Um, I, was, I was annoyed at being. Oh, okay. I was pissed off at people for not engaging with it. It's like it's like it's here. I've done this for you, and it's that was it. It was me, me, me. I've done this. I've done this. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you helping me get us to where? We, it's me that's lost some money. It's me that's struggling. And I was just angry at people, and it, it, it but in a really selfish way. Yeah. Um, so it got to, yeah, it reached a bit of, um, normally I, I would talk and I'd be really open, and actually that really helped. And then it got to a bit of a crescendo, mate, and, and I realised I was there. So I, I reached out. I, I spoke to the dog dudes, who are the guys that lead our walks. We're, we are, I've got some awesome guys that support us and lead the walks. Um, and I told him, I said, I said exactly well, pretty much what I've said to you, is, is that I'm, I'm really struggling at the moment um and I shared it and I said I need you to have a back will I, will I look after me for a bit and sometimes that's what you have to do when you're doing stuff like this is you have to completely hide away from it you have to prioritize yourself um and that's what I did I, I started speaking to people talking about my feelings I, I started speaking I told my mum you know she knew I was in a dark place mums always know um but I, I talked to her about it I talked to my best mate if it wasn't for over the last 12 months, I would be in an even worse place. Um, and he, again, he knew, but I, I had to say it. I've started taking um, taking antidepressants. Um, and I, I say that just because it's not a weakness. Again, it's, it's allowing me to have a bit more stability because I got into a very unstable place and I wasn't sleeping. Uh, and it was, yeah. And, and so for the last four weeks, I've, I've been able to get into a lot more myself on myself again which feels really nice um and that's that's by taking the time out by looking after me by talking and actually getting professional help and uh, and and that's kind of that's how it should be you know it's I, I I believed I had to deal with everything myself and I was alone in this challenge and I'm not I'm not at all I never have been never once but I'd convinced myself I was because I wasn't taking care of myself. So, yeah, self-care, mate, um, getting away from stuff. I love to get away in the van, just me and the dog, go for a surf, just walk, whatever it is. Um, it's, yeah, and, and use that music in a positive way. And I'd even shut myself off to that. Oh, mate, that's quite a yeah. long answer. Sorry, dude. No, that's a fantastic answer, man. That was beautiful. That's like, talk about like the true definition of practicing what you preach, mate. You know, just that open that honesty that using the, the tools that you tell other people around. But when you're holding space for other people, it's so like if you went to go and learn how to be a counselor, you have to go into counseling, right? Yeah. And the, yeah. the Samaritans at the end of their shift, they have someone that they phone to kind yeah. of like unload to a little bit. So, it, yeah. you know, I always say about my own mental health, I say my number one priority in my life, 100% is protecting my own mental health because that, and that people think that's a weird thing to say. I've got a wife, I've got kids, I've got all, you know, a business, mm. all this sort of stuff. But if I want to be good at all my other jobs, I have to be operating like oh, on, the, on right the money level. And when I tried to put all the other things in my life first, then I was yep. terrible at all of them <laughs> because, because yeah. there was nothing left nothing left for me and just yeah being able to being able to realize it in yourself that level of self-awareness where you can kind of think oh hang on a minute this isn't right and i need to do something that takes a while to learn that rob doesn't it it takes a while to that's Big a time. skill that's a, a and you can yeah and you can learn it and you can fall out of the habit just like i did you know that's what happened i knew all this stuff i just stopped doing it and it and because like you say you think you've got and 
we we when we say about quite often one of the things people say about the walks like, i haven't got time on the weekend it's the only time i get my family this is one of the common and and, and i always say it's like i'm asking for one hour of your day to allow you to be the man you want to be for the rest of the weekend oh, you know right. take that time for you take that hour to to allow yourself some time to look after you and you can be that man that you want to be. Yeah. I love that. That's a, a beautiful way of uh, a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's something quite um, almost empowering about that as well, because I was on your website and I read the, your vision and your mission statement on the website. And I love that as well, because what it seems like what you're doing is not just it's starting with getting people to talk, but then after that it's getting people to really think about what they're talking about and to access those, uh, those emotions and kind of normalize talking. And um, I felt empowered reading that statement. because I was like, that's, Talking isn't always enough. It's the first step and it's powerful. But yep. after that, we need to put those changes in place, don't we, to um, to get better? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's all about, yeah, then making it. So we, we always say don't come on the walks just when you're feeling down. You know, you come on the walks all the time because it's it's part of looking after you. And it's how you help other men as well on the walks who haven't been before and do find it alien. And and we're looking now like we, we, we've got this, um, like we've got our own going to it like I mean and but we got like a work thing as well because I think within the work environment it's not just a male thing now it's it's kind of a, a, a way people think they have to behave in work again trigger things that I fell into traps I fell into in the corporate world but the most important thing and the thing I'm like most excited about as well is we've we've been trialing key stage two walks we we did like um we walked with at this school with um all the key stage two which is sort of uh what is that seven to eleven ish I think eight to eleven wow. yeah um and we're going to try and roll that out around the UK to all the schools as well, because if we can get the concert conversation happening there, it becomes so much easier later in life, you know, and it becomes normal, normal and stuff. Oh, mate, that's like the, the definition of being the change, isn't it? Because the so many of these factors in mental health are societal and society ain't going to change overnight. You know, it's going to be uh, uh, things are going to be probably going to, you know, at least stay the same before they get better. Um, so yeah. Yeah, if we can start like training the next generations to um, to learn how to how to process things and how to deal with things, then I think that's going to be incredibly. Uh, mate, you said it's yeah it's like be be the that's a really good phrase be the change it's like i've i've been um it's a bit naff but i've been reading this book called um be more pirate okay um it's and it's like it's it's it started like a corporate training kind of thing a court well not corporate training but it, it talks about like how you make change and, and you don't make change with a, a, a massive first step you make you make a it might be a blog it might be in my case a video it's doing something differently that you can then build upon to make that bigger change. And it just naturally snowballs. And it, it's like, it's making, it's like making positive, positive rebellion is how it calls it. You know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's rebelling against the system, but in a really positive way and saying like, actually I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a trained counselor or therapist. So I was going to do the OU and I ended up knocking that on the head because of the way dudes snowballed. And actually I'm not doing things the traditional way, but that doesn't mean it can't help and it can't be positive and it it's spoke and i'm really sorry i forgot the girl's name which is terrible but um the syrian refugee who uh, was shot by the taliban and survived but uh, i'll come back to it in a second um but she, she was like a 12 year old girl who wrote a blog about what she was going through in, in syria and 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 from that blog she she inspired so many others and, and she, she effectively took on a whole regime and it all started through a blog and ended with a Nobel Peace Prize, you know? Wow. That's powerful, that, isn't it? 
That's oh really man, it's going to bug the hell out of me. I can't remember a name. I'm so sorry. You'll have to put it on there in the text or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find. I'll find out afterwards. Yeah, I'll put some. Um, put yes, some it, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's um, there's you're also doing the like dudes and dogs military as well. Is there a military um aspect yep. of the uh, of the thing? Yeah. Yeah, so it's always been an intention, and um, it, I met this guy early doors called Tony Phipps, who sort of helps me run the military side. He was um, a marine for uh, nearly twenty years. He he did sort of uh, security on the boats um, as well, um, private security, and um, did some, in his own words, saw some horrendous things. Um, and it, it wasn't so much the horrendous stuff he saw, but it was it was the near misses and the guilt that came with that. And the survivor guilt and he suffered hugely with pts and he, he reached out to me early on and and he and and, and his own words just said he, you know his pts and he, he told me to drop the d because it's not a disorder he's like we're calling it pts we're not calling it ptsd um and his flashbacks and 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 his pts is as more or less you know gone since he started walking with dudes and dogs so off the back of it he created like the most you want to hear about people creating amazing things he created this app called man down uk and i would say if anyone has any connection to military blue lights or anyone with pts go on there and it's in conjunction with two other charities called ptsd resolution and man down uk and it is it's an app on your phone it's an emergency app basically you can hit that and you can get support either from coming on a walk signing up for a walk with dudes and dogs through to full crisis support and someone will be there for you there and then and he created that all off his own back um to help other dudes and um yeah it's a pretty special thing yeah that sounds amazing yeah yeah that's a incredibly handy handy tool and again it's just finding like bringing all these things together isn't it so that everyone's got a got an option because i think a lot of reaching out for help like we said at the start you know if you like an app is easier to use than maybe a phone you know you know yeah. if that's if, if it's that's some... it and the military guys you know they've been so sort of ingrained especially the marine, they're kind of almost like programmed to to not feel not be scared not do all these have all these feelings and all of a sudden they come away from that and from that lifestyle and it's and they have to come back to a normal lifestyle and just be a normal civilian yeah. uh, and how the hell do you do that how do you go from being that sort of programmed in a marine's case fighting machine to to normal life and yeah. expressing emotions and feelings and and stuff like that it's it's um it's a pretty crazy thought yeah very much so very much so yeah so what's um what's next rob it feels like there's a, a real momentum behind um behind this is the case to just grow these walks and just keep building yeah that's so there's kind of two answers to that number one always is and always will be more walks around the uk and the rest of the world and and you mentioned our our, our mission and value statement is to show every man in every corner of the world that it's not just okay to talk it's vitally important and we talk about culturally as well in that because there are some cultures and communities where that's an even bigger challenge as well um so number one is, is more walks always will be always was um help as many people in as many places as we can just to have access to a space to walk and talk after that um uh, the reality of it is i have to find a way to make a living from it um and this this is what i find really uncomfortable to talk about i guess because it's like it's a personal thing but the fact is i've i've been supporting dudes and dogs more or less we've we've had donations and stuff and we have some awesome fundraisers but um, more or less it's been a personal project that i've paid for and i, I pay for each month and and that comes at a 
uh, financial and mental cost as well. And yeah, sure. I want to do this. I want to make a living out of this. I found something. It's like I've, I've, I've found something I want to do. I found something I love. And I want this to be my job, you know. And um, so I mentioned earlier, we've got a corporate training package, which is we're going to be uh, we've fully designed now. We've um, we had some good conversations with a few businesses. We're going to be doing some pilots with a couple of them, and then the plan is to roll that out. And that's how I'll make, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do guest speakers at events if anyone wants to hear my story i'll come and do some lived experience stuff um and, and we'll do the corporate training package and that's how i'll, I'll, I'll pay myself and allow myself to uh, allow us to keep dudes and dogs free for for everyone to uh, to access yeah that's awesome man and i think that's like really common isn't it with people who have charity organizations and support networks and different funded things it's like yeah because you know you've still got to live right you still got to you still got to pay a pay a mortgage <laughs> or a rent and all that sort of stuff and it does become does become tricky but um that's exactly oh, mate, it yeah that's awesome like I've, I've loved chatting to you so much today, you mate. Too, I really, really, it's um, joy. yeah really really appreciate your time and um yeah best of luck with it i'll put all the links to everything in the episode notes and um yeah man i hope uh yeah i hope it just keeps going from strength to strength I'll tell you what i would like to i do i've got one more thing to ask you when you're off to the caribbean yeah. mate i saw holly willoughby <laughs> give you a holiday the other night on the telly <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty surreal to say the least um yeah next year hopefully is a plan. yeah um, oh, I it yet. um yeah. but yeah that's the plan I'm gonna take my little boy out with me oh um, mate yeah he, he loves an all-inclusive buffet so i think that's what he'd be more excited <laughs> about in the caribbean but um and and listen if i'm because we, we when we were chatting earlier tom lives up near my mum so next time i'm up that way it'd be it'd be cool to grab a coffee or a beer with you man and and, and hang out it's been it's been a joy chatting to you Oh mate, yeah, we could do a little um little follow up, see where you're at, and and do it in person. Yeah, that for would sure. be um oh mate, see that's that's out there in the universe now. I'll hold you to that, mate. That's And and then can I just say as well, if anyone's listening to this and they think they want to become a dog dude and lead some walks in their area, please do get in touch. It's it's like we don't there's there's there is a certain level of commitment and stuff but we provide training um we we support the guys with our own training packages and once they've led the walks for a little while we train them as mental health first aiders at our own cost as well which gives them a professional qualification and, and recognition which they can take worldwide and we desperately want to spread this absolutely everywhere so if you're listening to this and you're thinking do you know what that sounds like my thing but you're a bit uncertain don't be uncertain there's a video on our website it tells you exactly what the process is because there is a level of commitment to it um but go and have a look and if if it's something that floats your boat give us a shout because we we would love to hear from you and and, and as say get more and more dog dudes trained oh mate yeah that's awesome yeah that's wicked and um yeah hopefully someone will hear it eh? and um yeah jump on board that's fantastic always got a shout out (laughs) yeah hell yeah man rob uh, absolute pleasure mate thank you so much for your time you take it easy absolute pleasure mate nice chatting to you proper mental podcast please like and subscribe the space time